Yo, this is Caesar Walker, the cool, calm, collected one. And I'm Ronnie Gadry, the emotional one. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast, your source for sophisticated ignorance, intellectual stupidity, and well-articulated nonsense. Walker! We fit the Thank you, DJ Push the Button. Peace and blessings, beloveds. We want to thank you guys for supporting the podcast and for your continued support. Please, by all means, guys and gals, please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already on whatever streaming device you're using or streaming platform you're using, rather. Also, we have a website that lists our social media platforms as well as our YouTube page. Gatry, what is that website? That website is thetippingpoint.com, T-H-A, tippingpoint.com. Thank you, sir. Uh, with that, let's begin episode 76. Whoa, is that how you feeling? Yeah, man. How have you been? Uh, Walker, it's been a pretty good week, if I have to be honest with myself and yourself. <laughs> you being honest with myself? Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't usually, I'm not usually honest with you. So um, I'm going to take a brief pause from that and be honest. I had a great week. That raises a bunch of questionings about our past interactions, but continue. Uh, we'll talk about that later, right? No, um, you know, I'm I'm staying true to this uh, reclaiming of my health, um, especially considering uh, this whole COVID situation and the pre-existing condition. So, um, for any new listeners, I'm I'm uh, about to springboard into my third week of Weight Watchers. And uh, I want to give you a recap on how week two went. Um, down six more pounds for a total of 10 so far in two weeks. So, Congratulations, um, thanks, sir. Man. Thank you. And those um, those athleisure pants that um, I couldn't fit into a few weeks ago, they're not where I like to have them, but they can button. <laughs> so <laughs> small victories, right? <laughs> Congratulations, man. Thanks, Walker. I appreciate that. Um, and, and I have to say this, and I hate to toot your horn publicly, but I will. I'll, I'll stand outside of myself. Walker, come on. Don't do this. You're my nemesis. <laughs> you made me your nemesis. True. <laughs> I never asked for this. <laughs> FYI. No, I, um, it, oh, I don't even know. So, so, so one of the biggest things is just getting over myself and just finding ways to be active with, uh, with what I have in my surroundings. So, which is really a garage, a dumbbell and a jump rope. But, um, you know, as I'm scouring through YouTube, finding this, you know, plethora of workouts, high intensity, low impact, which is just what I needed. Um, you know, I found myself kind of planning my workouts out and, you know, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, do, do heavy cardio, Tuesday, Thursday, do more weight oriented. Um, I got to this morning. I normally take Saturdays off. We're recording on a Saturday. And, you know, I said, why not? Why can't I go? Why can't I go in the garage for 45 minutes and get another workout? in? what's it going to hurt? Nobody, no one's doing anything. No one's even awake. So I went through and knocked it out real quick. Even went for a um, 25 minute bike ride afterwards. And uh, echoes of Walker came through the AirPods in a weird way. And it was just, it was just an ode of encouragement, man. And one thing, one of the things I, I remember you saying is, man, just, just, just get back at it. Like, don't overcomplicate things. Don't, 
Don't focus on what you don't have. You didn't say all this, but this is kind of what I extracted from your words. But um, don't don't focus on what you don't have. Don't focus on, you know, yeah, you picked up an extra 15, 16 pounds. Don't, don't focus on that. Just get back on the horse and just make something happen. And uh, this morning in particular, I felt more like myself, my my five workout a week self, you know, powering through these grueling workouts and getting that frame of mind back, you know. So um, I, I want to thank you, number one, Walker, and just uh, very pleased to share some very good news on the health front for your boy. Congratulations, man. And Thanks, you're man. welcome, by the way. Um, but yeah, you know, we all need that encouragement. Yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm glad you I'm glad you put it to action and got some results out of it in Absolutely. such a short amount of time, too. So shouts out to you for that. Thanks, bro. Um, enough about me, Walker. How you is? I'm good. I mean, just another week. I mean, the days are running together. They all look the same now. True. But uh, I've been pretty good. I, I think I have become a runner. Oh, I know that's one of the things that you have talked about that you don't particularly care for I is running. It. I hate it. I think I, I think I like it. I think with my gym, <laughs> my gym out of commission and, and whatnot, I have uh, definitely taken on a new hobby to get the results I want. And running is one of those. Okay. The reason why I know I become a runner is in my neighborhood, there are a lot of hills. Oof, and so if I'm going to run in my neighborhood, I'm going, I'm, I'm tackling at least three major, major hills. So to do that and still enjoy what I just did says a lot. It says a lot. So, uh, I think I'm becoming a bit of a runner and, uh, focusing on my body in terms of stretching and doing those things necessary so that I can continue to run because, I've learned this week that stretching isn't very important. So uh, just kind of getting into taking care of my body and not beating it up by doing something that I enjoy. I want to know how to, you know, protect myself. So yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a good week for me from a fitness standpoint because I had that nice little revelation. I always use, I used to run previously, but you know, joining a gym that kind of took away from that. Now that the gym is removed, uh, me and running have gotten reacquainted. So it's been good, man. Physically, Walker, you don't strike me as a runner. Really? Yeah, you 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 seem like you're a guy that'll go in and throw a lot of weight around. Um, but runner is just not something I would just just going off the dome is not something I would apply to you. So um. I used actually used to be very much the opposite. I didn't like the gym mm. growing up. I didn't care for working out, but I loved running. Like I was, I played sports. I was always the fastest or one of the fastest. Um, so I enjoyed running actually, um, getting into long distance running has been something new in my adult years, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I do like running. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll get there one day, but right now, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not for everyone. I think you do what works for you. Um, right. and I think you're finding that and you know, that's just something me and my wife talk about, like reason why people are so adverse to working out because they're not open to all the possibilities of working out and what you can do. So the key is, is finding what really fits you and works for you. You don't have to become a runner by any means. Um, but you can, you can do those things that you do particularly enjoy. I'm pretty sure in your years of going back to the gym, like you found things that you, you really do enjoy doing. And that's the name of the game. You got to find out what works for you, bro. 
Gotcha. What kind of miles are you uh, racking up over there, bro? If you don't mind me asking. I've been doing basically 5Ks in the neighborhood. Good night. Yeah, 5Ks in the neighborhood. Uh, I did 3.1 3. 3. miles for you people scoring at home. Goodness gracious. Yeah. I can't even drive um, that far without breaking I out did The last run, I did exactly 3.1, and the other is like 3.12, something like that. So. Okay. Yep, so I'm, I'm getting a good run in. So That's impressive, guy. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. And um, yeah, like with the elevation and the hills and whatnot, my time, I'm actually, I want to get my time down, but then I have to remind myself I'm running hills. So, you know, I can't really beat myself up about it. But yeah, I actually kind of want to do a run this afternoon, um, but we'll see how that goes. Want to? Want to. I know, right? I know that's just like really I dude. Speak. I just had to, I really, had to get clarification. <laughs> <laughs> Is this thing on? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, that's that's was that's always good with me, bro. Just okay. you know, another week. Cool. Well, um, Walker's, what's on your mind, bro? Well, speaking of running, um, oh boy. Yeah, you know we got to get into it. Um, oh boy. What are we not? Do you want? Do you want to just act like nothing happened, or do you want to run away from this? See what I did. I'm bracing myself. Okay. No, um, no one is under a rock on this thing, so I'm just gonna go ahead and draw it out. Um, uh, young brother, rest his soul, Ahmad Arbery, um, making major waves across uh, several different news platforms about his uh, wrongful death, in my opinion, and. Um, you know everything that's transpired since then which is which has caused uh, a lot of people myself included to kind of scratch their heads um as we watch this interesting situation unfold uh number one my my condolences uh out to the arbory family for sure as you've received millions across the globe even but i just wanted to throw throw my name on behalf of the tipping point in there uh before we start to deconstruct our thoughts on this thing um, am I okay, Walker? Proceed. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm not going to really get into to the nitty gritty about what happened. I think everybody knows right now. Um, I'll be honest. I have not seen the video on purpose. Uh, that's, that's not something I think I can emotionally handle after, you know, the, the countless other videos I've seen with similar activity. I just, I just know I can't go there right now. Um, but uh, Walker, what I guess one thing I want to discuss with you in particular is um, just the, I guess the social response is the best way of, best way to put it. Um, in particular, I've had uh, Caucasian friends reach out and uh, express their condolences and uh, be honest with me and say, "Hey, Ronnie, listen, um, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say right now." But um, I, I'm upset, and I, I'm paraphrasing a lot of them. If I could just generalize them all, um, I don't know what to say. But I, I can say that uh, that what happened to Ahmad was not right. And so, uh, you know, I've been receiving these, and um, I've been responding with, you know, with things. I mean, I don't, I don't even know what to say in response to that, you know. But um, I, I've just, th th this is for me. This is different because. I guess part of my flesh wants to ask, why didn't you reach out for Mike? Why didn't you reach out for Philando? You know, like what, 
what 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 makes a mod situation different and the only thing i could come up with was his death wasn't at the hands of law enforcement yeah 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 that's that's a better way to put it a police officer yes yes so um i don't know i, I don't know if the if the uh you so you think what you're getting at if from what i'm hearing you think this is more digestible this appears this appears at least to be more digestible for white america absolutely i think so at least in in my own personal social circles okay um what are your thoughts walker because I'm, I'm about to ramble i need to cut myself off um i mean i don't know you wasn't rambling i i i, I wanted to hear more from you well uh okay i'll continue on um i i, I endured a long facebook message uh, back and forth with a with a uh, Caucasian female that that I uh, work out with, and um, you know her her sentiments were because because what the, I, I reached out to her because I noticed uh, she put an, an Instagram story up with the mod's face and you know the one that we've seen everywhere and I was like mm, you you live in a <laughs> I know what side of town you live on I know what you drive you know I've made my own assumptions about your your personal attitude I, this is the last I would expect from you so I just reached out and I was like um this this is everything I'm speechless you know and I even said you know awareness from the white community goes a long way for me I'm not speaking on behalf of all of black America but for me that awareness goes a long way. And so she responded back almost instantaneously, just saying, um, it's time for white people to speak up. You know, white people need to wake up. This is this is a real thing. This is something that's happening. And, um, you know, she even wanted to say how she got some criticizing comments from that, from, uh, from her Caucasian friends about it. And um, she, she just feels like it's time to take a stand. And the in the I guess in that long in that long conversation, the one the, the one thing where she got to me was um, she says, Ronnie, you know, you've got two of the most adorable young boys that, you know, that I've ever come across. And she says, I have no idea what kind of conversations you're going to have to have with them when they start to really embrace and try to seek understanding about issues like this and she was honest and she said there are things that that I'm concerned about talking to my kids about as they grow but I never have to talk to them about stuff like that she said Ronnie that is privilege dude I was just moved I was like but hold on (laughs) society says you can't tell me that kind of stuff you know like whoa (laughs) so anyways a lot for me to digest it it, it was it didn't take it didn't take away from the pain and the angst that i had from this situation but man it i just feel like it's better than them not saying anything right well i i agree with that yeah i agree with that as far as i have a lot of different feelings about it um i think the biggest thing there's two things I want to focus on just me. Um, and I think it's cool if other people begin to focus on it as well. I do want to focus on the family. Um, I think the family is, is, has gone through a lot in these past two months and, and losing, um, losing their son inexplicably. And 
I think our thoughts and prayers need to be with them first and foremost. Um, and as well as peace, man. And, and I think the biggest thing is just praying for, for justice for them so that that can help them have some form of closure with this. Uh, I think if anything, I think uh, Ahmad's father yesterday was very, we're recording on a Saturday, by the way, guys. Um, on yesterday, Friday, the two men were apprehended and arrested. And the father was like, you know, this is, this is great you know, for this to come on his, on his actual birthday, he would have been 26 on yesterday. But what I would much rather have more than any of this is my son back. And so for the family that's mourning and grieving, like our thoughts are with them 100%. Um, I think we, we can talk about just the, the actual crime and what was committed, the the motive behind it. But I think what has been more egregious, Gatry, is the cover-up um, in the aftermath of this. Because while it's very easy to demonize um, the two individuals, uh, Travis McMichael and Gregory McMichael, um, for murdering him, you don't go a whole two months without being arrested, without having some help. And to me, I think the police force is there. They're they're responsible. They should be held accountable. I think the police chief should be held accountable. I think the district attorneys who was assigned this case should be held responsible. And the fact that they're all interconnected makes them potential accomplices. Um, and in some cases, flat out accomplices. Um, I think that the person I can't, I don't have his name right now who was recording, uh, this, he should be, he should be arrested. He should be held liable because for this to even get out, you've been holding on like, to me, this is just, this is just terrible. You know what I mean? For those to that, you have sworn an oath, particularly law enforcement, you've sworn an oath to uphold the law, right? And for you to just sit back and do nothing. And what we saw this week with the video evidence, that didn't just get get produced this week. That's been, the people who've been able to move the needle have been sitting on this for months. To me, you, and and I, I saw someone post on social media, they were saying, you didn't, you didn't take action because you saw that video. You took action because everybody else saw that video. And I think it speaks to how important it is for those of us with platforms, those of us with influence to speak out on these things. I'm um, going back to, to the person you was talking with on Facebook. Um, shout out to like Sean King, shout out to, um, Kim Kardashian, like other celebrities, like LeBron James, other people bringing attention to it really moved the needle. And within days, these men were arrested. And it shows the power of of social media and how when we can get some traction going on something, we can actually make some things happen. So I just don't want I want justice for the family, but it shouldn't it shouldn't it shouldn't begin and end with those two individuals. There are a lot of other people in places of power who, to me, uh, are an accomplice to this because had they've had their way, they would have covered this up. 
it was by their own stupidity and idiocracy that they decided to record this situation and circulate it amongst their circle that it got out. Is, is that what happened? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't realize it was. And, and it was, from what I've heard, I, I don't have the, there's an attorney who ended up leaking it, um, ended up leaking it because if anything, like as time goes on, you know, I, I think he leaked it because he found out as time goes on and people find out that I had access to this and didn't say anything, it, I, I could be done. Yeah. So, so I, I think that's how it ended up getting out to like the press and, and how it got out in, in social media world and the whole nine. So yeah, man, it, it's, it's just, it's terrible. Introspective question for you here, Walker. And this is just part of many thoughts that I'm ping-ponging inside this dome that you see shining in the reflection. It's two plus months since this happened. That's two plus months of a situation that had the opportunity to be doctored and shaped. we, We saw Just Mercy not too long ago. And you see things like, you know, you see things where, where certain cases are being crafted by powerful hands to to really extract the truth from it, right? And to frame mm-hmm. to frame others. Again, I haven't seen the video, but considering that 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 notion, do you see any opportunity for that in this case? Just in your opinion, you know, is is to me is something powerful about visualization and seeing what actually happened as opposed to what you heard happen. Mm-hmm. Right. If I didn't see it, it gives me more leeway to craft the narrative, but it's something about when you see it. I, I think that's why when you look at during the civil rights era, I think it was an, it was important for Dr. Martin Luther King and, and the civil rights leaders for the rest of America to see people being sprayed with hoses and attacked by dogs, because now it's no longer something I heard. I'm seeing people being oppressed. I'm seeing people being attacked. I'm so, so being able to see it kind of, there's, there's really, what else do you need? You know what I mean? And, and I think in the day and age that we are where you can record a lot of things, that's why people immediately go to their phones to record it because in the event that people attempt to, and, and there was an attempt to try to frame the narrative. Um, they tried to paint Ramon out to be a potential, he, he fit the description of a potential burglar in the neighborhood, the whole nine. We all? And we, we, we saw him, we saw him, on premises and, and he's running down and, but when we see them going after him and you know I read up on the rules of, of what it means to, to do a citizen's arrest they violated all those rules mm-hmm. like you have to actually witness the person committing the crime you can't be looking for a person who fits the description and try to do a citizen's arrest. That, that's for that's for detectives and police to do because they they generate that's for the their, description. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. Which, by the way, they need to be got on the fact that they lied on reporting an incident to the authorities. Like that was a lie. Like you, oh. you, you did not. How how can you prove or substantiate that he did any crime? Mm. Right. But again, you know, if, if to me, it's just to to watch the video put everything in proper perspective and proper context. It looked like you went out for a lynching. That's all. Lord have mercy. 
It it just looked like a lynching in 2020. Because what it what what about that appeared to be a citizen's arrest? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah. Like I'm 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 am gonna do a sit even when police do a, uh, an arrest, do they come out with shotguns? Well, it depends. I, I guess I hate to say that, but you know, I'm just and and again, my emotions are all over. I don't the place think with, with shotguns, this, they well, have a gun on them, but true. shotguns, shotguns yeah, yeah, you're you're blatantly going for blood once you bring that to the party. Yeah, you're looking for you're looking for a fight. You're looking for a problem, right? So, yeah, it's Man, it's uh, again, it's unfortunate. So now, I don't know how you watch that. I don't even know what's on it, and I can't watch it. Yeah, the part I saw, I couldn't see him getting shot. The part I saw, I, I saw him running because the camera's kind of going. The 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 what I saw, the camera's going in and out of focus, and I didn't I didn't have the volume up, so I, I couldn't hear the shot and whatnot. But I could see the struggle uh, between uh, I think the younger, don't know which is which actually, but but the two men, Ramad and uh, the the son. So yeah, Walker. Um, so yeah, it's crazy, bro. What do you see coming from this? If that's even fair to ask right now, I don't. I'm not going to say what I see coming. I'm just going to tell you what I want. I, I I want them off the street. Okay. I just want them off the street. They they need to pay for what they did. They they were not. What they were doing was not protecting their community. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. They were not trying to look out for the best of the of the community. They were trying to ex- exterminate another black man. And my thing is, is this is we know he wasn't guilty. We know he was just minding his own business. But let's say that let's say that he was let's say that he was burglarizing some homes. You're telling me that what you did to him fit. The alleged crime. Right. Is, I mean, we don't know if it was so armed. What does that? What is that? Where does that animosity and that energy come from? To where, for you to be considered, for you to be considered a potential threat or guilty of something, it's punishable by death. Mm. So, yeah, like for you to have that frame of mind and to act on it, you sh- you you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be on the street, right? So, so I want I want justice for the family. I, I want them to do twenty five. You you know twenty five, twenty five years. Is that to life? Oh, okay, okay. I was about to say, is that what a life has? I mean, I'm not twenty five. Okay, I'm not going to go into details there, but okay. I anyway. Um, you, you know, no, when I say twenty five, it's twenty five on up. Okay. Um, you know, one 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 last point I'd like to share with you that that really shocked me more than anything is um how the gbi was was so it was so easy for them to pick these guys up i mean like you know again this happened two two plus months ago but these guys are still <laughs> still at the house they're supposed chilling to yeah and i'm just like huh <laughs> you know, i can't imagine the emotional weight that it would have on a normal human being if you you know if you were in a situation where you had to take someone's life i mean can you just can you just wake up the next morning and go grab the milk off the front porch? I mean, like I I don't know. I don't I don't know. That was just one of the biggest things that 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 took me aback. Like, what have these guys been doing since it happened? 
I mean, I guess, living their regular existence. I guess quarantine, but I mean, yeah. But living their regular existence. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like again, I, you're just you're. That's just not how you're wired. Right. And I, I think I think understanding that and appreciating that. I, I mean, for me, I wouldn't even go down that path because I'm pretty sure they went on with their regular life. Well, Walker, here it is, and it just came to me. It just came to me. This is a hate crime. You know, if you commit a hate crime, that means you've adopted some sense of hate to your psyche, to your to your well-being, to who you are. A person with hatred in their blood can kill and wake up the next day and be like, okay, well, <laughs> let me see how my portfolio is. You know, so so I think that 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 thought just came to my head, like we're, we can't approach this from the standpoint of a sensible human being. No, so no, but again, racism isn't sensible. True, true. Like I, I hate someone that I don't know, never sat down with, had a conversation with, don't know anything about this individual, but think so lowly enough of them that I can just take their life. In fact, I may even get off on it. Right. <laughs> the odds are in my favor in that on that on that part of it unfortunately you know what i mean so i i can't really i can't really i can't empathize with your psyche because i i can't i can't relate gotcha. i just can't relate to that you know what i mean so for me it's it's a matter for me it's just a matter of of praying for the family doing our part um shout out to everyone who went to the website uh i run with to sign a petition i signed it this week nice um i think moving the needle that way sped up a lot of things in terms of the timetable and i'm looking to see what we can do to get some because to me i don't think our work is done no. i think there are more people who who are just as much responsible and in our accomplices to this this cover up that need to be called on the carpet as well. Right. So it's far from over as far as I'm concerned, but I'm glad that we're taking the right steps in the right direction. Well, Walker, listen, man, I mean this. I, I know I joke and say you're my nemesis and all that, but you know, deep down, I care about you as a human. Um, you know, I, I'm not gonna lie. I, my, uh, my, my heart, my heart skipped a beat when you were talking about your running and you're running outdoors and, you know, I had to calm myself and, you know, I, you, you live, you live in a, in a, in a different community. Yeah. I, I, I would, I would actually feel safer running in your community than, uh, in the community I live in, especially after these events. But considering that, um, I, I saw the 2.23s that everybody was putting up yesterday. It was, it was incredible, but, um, is this gonna, is this gonna impact your, your exercising to any, any stretch? No, okay. um, this is something that my wife and I have talked about before. Oh, okay. Um, we've, we've had this exact conversation before. So when it happened, my wife and I was like, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I asked her, I said, babe, I mean, this was, this was a few years ago. Cause we were a few years ago. We were looking, we weren't seriously looking for, for a new home, but we were just looking around at right. new neighborhoods that were coming up. And so I asked her, I said, you know, I'm into it because at this time I hadn't yet joined a gym. Um, I was going to my church to work out, but I, I wasn't I didn't have a gym membership. So I was asking her, listen, you know, I like to run. How would you feel 
do you feel safe with me running in our neighborhood or do you feel, would you feel safe with me running in this neighborhood? And she was like, actually, I would feel more comfortable with you running in the neighborhood we live in already. And yeah, that, <laughs> that, that hit me because I'm thinking to myself, so let me get this straight. I'm going to double, triple my mortgage payment, right? Just to live in what I think is a, a better situation, a better home, a better life. But I'm too afraid to go running in that same neighborhood. Like, how much better have I really improved my situation if I don't even feel, if I feel less safe doing that in the new neighborhood? Like, to me, that was a very sobering thought because I'm thinking to myself, I'm supposed to be getting better with every move, right? But I'm, I can't, I, I, don't, I run out, I go outside and run and I don't have that concern. I don't have that issue. The only issue and concern I have is maybe a loose dog in the neighborhood, right? Yeah. And even with that, the dog's not going to want nothing for real, depending on what kind of dog it is. But right. my thing is that if that's the concern, and, and my thing is this, my thing is this, is that one of them, like my, my pastor said something to me that has resonated with me. I don't want to live in this world without knowing God. And to me, that anchors me, Gat. Like, that, that really anchors me. And there's times, Gat, I could be running, and I feel a strong sense to not go down a certain street. Or I don't feel a strong sense to go this way. Like, I've had that. Like, I feel like, you know what? Maybe I should do a different route. That actually happened in my last run before all of this blew up. Like I just felt the need. so I I know even when I leave the house I acknowledge that God is with me mm. like I, I I confess things from from Psalms ninety one which talks about protection like there there are certain things that I have to arm myself with every day just going to work because my thing is this and this I don't want to I don't want to go through life without God and knowing Him and knowing that He's with me like if I didn't know that I would be I would have anxiety. <laughs> like I would probably need like medication or something yeah. because outside of that, what hope would I have mm. being a black man in this country? Right? right. So for me, I have to understand that, but at the same time, I'm not naive. So I'm very aware of how society views me as a black man. And I think it's important that if, if I'm blessed to have a son that I should inform him of how society views him. Doesn't mean that how they view him is true because it's our responsibility to empower our children and ensure that they have a healthy self-esteem about themselves. But at the same time, I think you need both. You need God in your life and you need to be aware of what's out there in this world. And I think the two together will make you much more of a savvy individual navigating life. Mm. So I, I, it's it's unfortunate that we have to have these conversations within our own neighbor, our own neighborhoods, but it's 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 a reality yeah. as as we've learned this week. Even if I'm pretty sure we already knew that, but it's these types of reminders that just sting right. because it these reminders cost us a life. It costs us an innocent life. So yeah, I got a buddy who's a runner, and he was very triggered by that this week. Um, so yeah, he, he live he lives out West and in his city, they did a big run. So nice. 
Yeah. So it's it's unfortunate, man. But no, that that keeps me anchored, bro. Like that keeps me because my thing is I'm going to live and enjoy life. I'm going to do that. I'm going to be aware of the threats that are out there because it can be out of 10 white people. Nine of them could be cool. It's that one. It's that one that that can't help themselves. Right. That has to call the police or has to take the authority into their own hands and and do something that's just insane. So that's a reality. Like that that could potentially happen. And I think that what causes us as a race of people to be on edge a lot of times. But for me, I I know I'm aware of that. But I don't allow it to keep me paralyzed from living. Um, and you know, we talk about our faith a lot. That helps me to continue living life. Well, there you have it. <laughs> not, not pretty sure. Not sure if anything could follow that. So uh, thank you. Uh, and and Walker. Also, uh, as we mentioned before, we start recording before we get into our discussion trash segment. Um, we also want to ex- uh, extend condolences on to the families of uh, Little Richard, who passed away today, and also uh, Andre Harrell, who passed away today. Um, right. Yeah, the, you know, just brief sentiments, man. Little, little Richard, you know, being known widely as the, the father of rock and roll. I mean, how, how huge of a title is that? Um, I. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've, I've been exposed to a very small percentage of his music. Um, Same here. Say it again. Same here. Yeah, but, you know, but we, we still, I guess we can agree that we appreciate the value that this man brought to music. So um, definitely same here. condolences there. Yep. Andre Harrell, I cannot... I, I cannot say the same. Um, the music that he's been responsible for, I consumed in massive quantities, you know, in terms of uh, P. Diddy and uh, everything else that has spawned from P. Diddy. So, um, and, you know, as we know, Andre Harrell uh, played part in discovering him. So, um, man, that, that I, I hate to weigh the two, but that news really hit me because it's like, man, this is a name that I've heard for years, you know, I felt, and, I felt, I felt robbed hearing that. Like yeah. that, that was robbery. Just when you consider how old he, he was Seriously, like the man, man was young. He was young, Jeez, too young. Yeah. Goodness. So yeah, man. Um, yeah. Our condolences to the families and, um, they're, they're in our thoughts and prayers. Absolutely. It's unfortunate. Well, um, let's, uh, Let's ascend upwards in terms of moods here, Walker. And um, all uphill from here. <laughs> <laughs> let's leave the soap on the counter and let's get Doherty. <laughs> I was expecting I'll take a it. lot more from you. I'll take on it. This. Uh, discuss <laughs> trash. Um, we have hashtagged it Dort, D O R T. That's our weird way of um, stylizing it. Simply put, uh, Walker and I each take our time. We think about something. We put it on the table. Um, we decide if we're going to talk about it or not. Uh, that's pretty much it. We don't spend a lot of time, most of the time, but uh, that is Dort in a nutshell. And with that teed up, Walker, I'm going to hand you the driver and uh, you show me the way, sir. You and these golf analogies. <laughs> um, I can't help it. Let's let's start with uh, the last dance doc, episode five and six. Walker, I am loving what you're doing here. Oh, prayer is a powerful thing. 
because you know I prayed about this moment right here. You know I did. <laughs> okay, I'm done. What's got, man? What's on? Uh, how, um, how did you? How did you? I think this one talked about was episode five dealing with i think it did pick up with the dream team didn't it it did and it's, it actually talked about the dream team that it was funny because that was a big conversation piece the prior week right and then episode five kind of talked about it and gave jordan's take on it right um i'm not gonna lie walker episode five it was good um i've seen the dream team documentary the official a lot of the a lot of the storylines um run parallel from what i saw in the last dance last week um i'm really here to talk about episode six if we're being honest about it okay well before we get there my wife brought up an interesting point is that she, she what was implied it wasn't said explicitly but my wife's point prior to even watching episode five because we we actually discussed some of our podcasts last week and she was saying that it's possible that isaiah thomas rubbed a few people the wrong way <laughs> um and that was kind of alluded in episode five right in so many ways like they didn't come out and say that that's why i, I don't know if we'll ever know the full reason um but my wife was watching it with me was like see there i told you it was probably like is probably other people that didn't particularly care they cared more to play with john stockton and isaiah thomas because of whatever right um you know what I found interesting about this? What's that? People want to make Jordan the person who kept them off the team. But you remember who the head coach was? Chuck Daly. Mm, come on, Walker. <laughs> Bring the heat, man. I'm thinking to myself, how he did, how he missed all the smoke? Like, how, <laughs> like if anybody, you know, if honestly, anybody could have pushed a player... Or at or lobbied for a player, wouldn't it have been him? It'd have been Chuck. For like sure. We know, we know Jordan, we know Jordan, the name has pull, but I'm saying if Jordan is saying he didn't have a problem with it, I'm thinking if I'm Chuck, how how come and I coach this guy? This guy won me championships. I'm not you I'm you, not pushing. You know why this is. Go go. Chuck has deceased. Rest in peace, Chuck Daly great nba coach so i mean who else are they going to give the smoke to now that he's gone no one no one was really having this conversation in depth when chuck was here yeah i feel like it was kind of taboo like oh, we know chuck coached it but uh, okay let's talk about something else <laughs> you know? but now it's like you know now we got the flashing lights with mike and you know let's blame him no here, here's, a great here's, point why, with that, Walker. here's why i'm looking at chuck a little side crazy because who was an assistant on the dream team an assistant? An assistant coach. Can you name an assistant coach on a dream team? No. I can. Popovich? Wouldn't, he, wouldn't Popovich want? No. What about Popovich Coach K? Nowhere was Coach to K dream team? To what? Was Coach K an assistant on the dream team? Coach K was an assistant. And who from Duke was on that team? Brett Hill. No. Christian Leitner. Ronnie, what are you... Can you leave? Can you get off? Can you can you go? <laughs> Christian Leitner, Coach K got Christian Leitner 
on that team ahead of Shaquille O'Neal. That's flexing. So if Coach K was able to get Christian Leitner on the team, you're telling me Chuck Daly couldn't get Zeke on the team? An assistant was able to pull Leitner. Yes. Great point. Like Leitner was carrying the bags. Like he was he was bringing the he was carrying the bags. <laughs> Let's be honest. Walker, I don't That wanna... was a throw that was a throwaway roster spot. I don't want to play this card. But I'm going to. Racially, would you have two white people on the three white people on the dream team? Stockton, Bird, Leitner? Mullen. Mullen's white? <laughs> I forgot about Mullen. Okay, so four. four. <laughs> I'm just right. I, and I hate I hate to say this, but it's just like I feel like if the last spot really indeed fell to Leitner, there's no way socially that could have gone with Shaq. Why not? Shaq was better than Leitner. Well, there's, there's no question about that. But it's just like I mean, we know Leitner was the golden boy. Yeah, but I mean, three white guys? That just wouldn't have, even back then, that wouldn't have felt right. You think that's what they were looking at? I just, it's just it's just one of my own personal conspiracies. Because if I had my way, there would only been two on the team. <laughs> well, of course, Walker, because we, never, never mind. <laughs> because we what? No, no, no. I want you to finish that thought. No, go ahead and finish the thought. No, no, no. This, that's your problem. When you fool it with me, I'm, I'm not gonna let you, I'm not gonna let you live with that because we know with you because what now? Because I mean, you're black. You're supposed to say that. That's all I wanted. Continue. No, it's just I, I had to sidebar there because that's something I've always thought about, and I'm just like, and eh, let me ask him since you brought Leitner into the conversation. So yeah, but every, I, I, everybody. For me, that, I'm just looking at it like no one says anything to Chuck Daly about it or, yeah. or about Chuck Daly about it, right. and he was a coach. So anyway, that's, um, episode that's a six. very intriguing point. Um, okay. So episode six. Um, now, now tell me, Walker, I'll be honest. Uh, I wasn't able to catch it live on Sunday. Oh, let me shout out moms. Uh, my mom's birthday was last Sunday. Happy belated mom. Happy belated birthday mom. So we were at mom's house and uh, we didn't get back in time for me to watch it live. So um, I tried to watch some of it that night, fell asleep, tried to watch it again, fell asleep again. Yeah, but I, I, I caught most of six and um, I, I kind of titled this controversial Mike. Okay, because it seems okay. like it seems like one of the angles that at least that that I was able to extract from this that they were attacking was Mike's, uh, I don't want to say inability, but unwillingness to stand up um, against social issues at the time. You remember that part of episode six? So, um, you know, I have to be being the mic stand that I am. I have to admit hearing what he said, I can kind of understand why. Um, it doesn't it doesn't make me necessarily excited, especially, you know, when you think about the impact that we know now that these professional athletes can have on social change. Uh, you, you got the greatest, greatest, in my opinion, the greatest person to ever touch a basketball. Um, you got him here and he could, I feel like easily influence a situation or a number of situations that are happening. And, you know, he chose to just, and, and let's get one thing straight. 
I, I believe Mike made an impact in silence as well. Mike cut a lot of checks for a lot of good causes. Um, but the, the social beacon that people wanted him to be, he just was not. And at the end of the day, Walker, I am about 65% okay with that. Thoughts? Um, why are you okay with it? Um, because, you know... You're not on trial. I'm just curious. Okay. Um, it, I'm going to paraphrase this, but um, yeah, I think it was near the opening of that episode. They showed Mike being filmed and he was emphasizing on, you know, everybody says they want to spend a day in the life of Mike. But um, most of you, if you had to spend a year in my shoes, you wouldn't want to do it. And then he started to harp on the on the uh, the responsibilities of a role model that just kind of naturally fell on his shoulders. Now, my thing is, here's why I'm not 100% mad at it. Not everybody's cut out to be a role model. You hear me, Charles Barkley? Not everybody not, not everybody wants to be a role model. So you have a guy, Michael Jordan here, who has got an undying love for the game. And for him, he wants to take that basketball and make magical things happen. I believe he has the right to do that and not be thrust into the bed of social America. He should be able to, to, to put his suit on, hop into his Ferrari Testarossa, drive to the house, and fade to black until the next game starts. I don't think there's an issue with that. Of course, as you know, Walker, I've got my own opinions about um, entertainers being there to entertain and, and us, being, us being able to absorb just that and not putting them on trial for their personal views. Just like no one puts me on trial for mine, except you. Um, <laughs> so, I just so, said you're not on trial. <laughs> <laughs> Good point, Walker. So, so I, I think a lot of that, I think at the heartbeat of a lot of my thoughts centered around that apply to Mike as well. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I understand your point. I, I think that. It's it's a, it's a slippery slope because the biggest problem that I've had with celebrities, um, people with influence, is not that they have to say something. It's that when they do say something, they come off indifferent about it. And I think that's I think to me that's been perhaps some of the more hurtful things we've seen with celebrities is that you come off as very detached from what's going on when you know, you know, people from where you come from, from where you've lived, from people that you are connected to in relationships going through a lot of these things. Right. I think we talked about ASAP Rocky um, last year about that. Like it wasn't that he had to say something is that when he opened his mouth, he came off very like, I really don't care. And I'm saying you don't have to say something. You don't really have to be our advocate to your point. But at the same time, when you do open your mouth, considering the influence that you have, you don't want to come off as someone who doesn't really care what's, what's affecting people, people who are supporting you. And I think that's what rubbed a lot of people the wrong way with Jordan when he made the comment Republicans buy sneakers too. And the person that 
that the I can't think of the guy's name in North Carolina who was who was running against um, on the Republican side was a known racist. And so when you open your mouth and make those comments, it's going to rub a lot of people the wrong way. It's almost better if you feel that way, Gatchery, don't say anything. Just don't say anything. Because when you say that, when you make that comment, you're really showing, you're really indicating fair or not that you really rather, you don't really care. Just, I don't really, you know what I mean? It's, it's almost better to keep your mouth closed and not say anything than to open it and prove people right. Mm, yeah. Or reinforce whatever narrative they're dreaming up about you. Hmm. And I think that's what Jordan got in trouble with those comments. Um, and that was Jordan's way of saying, Hey guys, leave me out of it. But when you consider the Republican, he was referring to, you don't want to make that. You don't want to make that comment with that guy. Right. That makes sense, and I think that's what got Jordan in trouble. Hmm. Okay. Well, in in terms of um, all the other episodes, uh, the Last Dance, I feel like this was the most uh, underwhelming to this point. Of course, I love seeing the background footage. I love seeing all that stuff, but it just, I enjoyed it all. Yeah, I, I mean, just, I just I, I found myself at the edge of my seat. In, in prior weeks, but last week I was just kind of like, give me more. Now, now I loved all the golf. Yeah, I loved all the golf. You know a lot about Mike already. <laughs> like Dude, what? what? I, need to, I need to produce my own because I got footage at ESPN. You need, you need dental records? What do you need? What oh, do you that need that at would, this that point? That would be pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the air enamels? <laughs> the enamel 11s? Dude, Dude the, uh, you know, speaking of sneakers, I thought about him talking about. Uh, you remember when he re- when he went to the garden for the last time as a boy? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. Was that episode how, five? Uh, that was five. Yeah. Okay. And uh, he was talking about how his socks were just soaked in blood from the. the I would have. Now I would have wanted to see. Like I'm like, dude. dude somebody, somebody has that sock, and I'm willing to put my money up for it. <laughs> okay, my wife and I was having a conversation about this. She was like, "Those shoes don't look comfortable." And I was like, those shoes are comfortable. But duh, the way I wear mine is that I don't lace them all the way up. Right, right. In fact, a lot of my sneakers, I don't lace all the way up. Like they're loose. So of course they feel comfortable. But playing basketball and pivoting and and planning and jumping and landing and all that in those shoes tied all the way, I bet they do hurt. Especially the way Jordan played. Exactly. But I mean, it's this dude at any point could say, man, if y'all don't give me another pair of shoes, but he he kept balling. Jordan was like, man, I already got 20 in the first half. <laughs> yeah. My feet will heal later, but I, I love that that part, though. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I've i never, it, being the Jordan sneaker aficionado that I am, I've never owned a pair of one, so I can't speak to their comfort or lack thereof. Dude. Um, yeah. I don't think a single Jordan commercial could ever boost the sales of ones like this documentary oh. did this past week. The resale value on Air Ones this week. Oh Dude. my goodness. Ridiculous. As if there wasn't already a demand for those shoes. I would say it's, a, it's, it's, probably, it's probably the overall most popular Jordan sneaker across all of them. I'm even eclipsing my beloved 11s, but... Um, yeah, and I not that that shoe. I, I swung and missed on that shoe about five years ago when it released. Was it five? No, 
three years ago when it released. And that helped me to realize that, you know what, maybe I should go to the store physically instead of trying to go online through sneakers app and and then do it. Like I just don't do this. That was a subtle shot at me. No, that's when I, well, the lesson that you learned, I learned that three years ago. (laughs) Cause when I was like, you know what? Bots are not my friend. Unless I own one, they're not my friend. I don't have to worry about a bot at a store oh, that's not doing a raffle. Right. And there are stores, there are plenty of stores doing general releases, first come, first serve, that I can go get a pair. Like, I learned the lesson with the OG Chicago's, mm. Chicago ones. Yeah. That, that was where I learned that lesson, trying to get those. Okay. So, no, dope, dope sneaker. Um, it also showed me that Jordan is really a sociopath. Yeah. You kind of, you have to be to get to that level. And we, we, we talked about Kobe being one. He is a sociopath. Um, like, yeah, yeah. who who says, you know what? My feet are bleeding, but game I got 25. The game's still going. I need to see if we can get 40. What? Who, who needs who needs feet? Right. <laughs> yeah, I, can, I can fix these. <laughs> Where's that ball? <laughs> He's a sociopath yeah. for sure, for sure. Um, what did you think about the whole gambling? Um, uh, again, nothing new to me. I've I've never vilified Jordan over this, and one of the brilliant points I think that he brought to this was that, or at least at least my takeaway was, gambling is something anyone of age can do. Now he caught a lot of heat for choosing to go to Atlantic City with his dad after game one of the Eastern Conference Finals in New York. Okay. But you know you know what's crazy? The one person that was not tripping was Philip Jackson. <laughs> so, <laughs> who cares? Yeah. I, and, and, and Mike was right. I, th- I, I believe the media was looking for something. They had, because this guy was squeaky clean. He, he's, he's too good to be true. He's sensational on the basketball court. Let's find. Oh, oh, he's in Atlantic City. Let's run this up the press. Favorite line from the Dark Knight: "You either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain." Oof. And they tried to vilify Mike. Yeah. And and I forgot that they went down two games in the New York series. Me like too. I totally Me forgot too. about. I, that. I relived a lot of that, and I was like, "Yeah, this did happen." Because I remember being nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I was nervous too. Yeah. I was nervous too, but I totally <laughs> forgot about it. Um, because I remember New York used to be they became the nemesis of Chicago. Dude. There are a lot of people in New York who hated Jordan for a long time because of that rivalry. Right. But yeah, like I, I felt like you, you what what episode six showed me yet was I don't know of a scenario where Mike doesn't retire the first time around. Yeah, yeah. I don't see a scenario where he doesn't retire because you you they they emphasize the physical fatigue of winning three straight championships and how the Pistons couldn't do it and how other these these other big dynasties struggled doing it. And so for the Bulls to do it it takes a toll. I mean, we saw last year how the Golden State began to break down. Um, trying to win, trying to three-peat. Like, it's very tough to do and stay physically healthy in the process. But what Jordan had to deal with on top of that was the mental fatigue of not only playing at a high level, but now you got to deal with these 
these this this the media painting him out to be a gambler. And I think his gambling would I think the root thing for Jordan was that he was so competitive that you know when you're competitive you'll 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 find any type of avenue to exercise that you know what i mean and gambling was one of the avenues basketball is another you know what i mean golf is another you saw how he was you saw how he was with the people with the security uh, in the locker like, he yeah, was like he's flipping behind nickels. the scenes with the, the people who worked in the uh the coliseum like what game were what they ga- playing? i don't know what game that was where you had to spin the nickel or something and the nickel had to yeah, lay i'm like what is that like jordan is like 20 bucks, 20 bucks. I can get like, that's just his, that's just how he was. Like he wanted, he, whatever it was, I'm winning. Right. I'm going to win. And let's, let's raise the stakes. Right. Since you, no one's winning a championship by spinning the nickel. Let's, let's put 20 bucks on it to really make it interesting. Like that's just, that's just what got him going. Right. You know what I mean? He just, he just wanted to win and everything. I heard a lot of stories leading up to this, not leading up to the doc, but in recent years about people talking about how, how Jordan was just so competitive and how Kobe was kind of like that as well. And so just to see this documentary, like to see this particular episode, it really showed how competitive he was in everything. It wasn't just basketball. It's like everything. And I, I it really showed me that, okay, this guy was mentally fatigued. And then I think, and I, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to talk about in the coming episodes, his father passing. I think his father passing was, was it just took the final toll on him in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, 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 it gave me episode six, gave me further perspective into why he ended up taking a break from basketball. Gotcha. So anything else, man, uh, on that? Not for that. I'm just, I'm waiting, I'm ready for tomorrow. So, um, Hopefully, I'll try to catch that one live. Seven and eight. Yes. Um, next topic for you, Walker. Earl Thomas. Discuss or trash? <laughs> I was going to avoid this one. Um, you can trash it. You won't hurt my feelings. <laughs> let's discuss this. All because of the recent development. Okay. So, uh, and, and, and Walker, I, I'm I'm up to about uh, last night. So there may be more that happened since then, but uh, I'm just going to give you what I know. And um, Earl Earl Thomas's wife uh, allegedly caught Earl Thomas cheating on her. And so, and the, and and from what I've read, this happened a while ago. And um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. From what I read, this is not like up to the minute recent. Um, so she she puts a gun to his head, threatens to kill him, um, as I would suspect many women of color would do, um, <laughs> especially if they you know if they actually care. But um, so she she ends up getting arrested. Uh, I, I think I think Earl did Earl turn her in? No, it was it was so many people there okay. that okay. I, th- I, th- I think I think authorities were just called. Okay. So I don't um, think he ever had any intentions of turning her in, but when stuff like that happens and there are other witnesses and people there who feel threatened, it, you know. Yeah. Um, so, so what I heard, uh, what happened shortly after that, um, was that she, did she, did she get a diamond ring for him? Did I hear, did I read that right? 
there was some type of jewelry that was put up she i don't i can find out okay I know um, she bought him a gift. She bought him a gift. Okay. It may not have been a diamond ring, but she brought a gift for him, kind of like an apolo apology gift or whatever. And um, I, 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 I don't know, Walker. Sonically, Earl is Earl is catching all types of heat from every every angle on this. I mean, there have for been- For which part? Say it again? Which part? Just for just for how this transpired. I mean, they, and th these things, I don't know if they're factual or not, but there are stories of him and his brother, both naked in bed with women um because because his brother allegedly took him from a party because our earl had gotten into it with his wife and then next thing you know the wife catches them both in bed with women which just seems kind of wild to me but uh <laughs> I, I, I don't know if that part is true or not um, it actually makes me feel better that this happened a while ago okay. because i'm thinking in these COVID streets that's what we're doing <laughs> <laughs> that's um, just i didn't yeah. i didn't have much for this i i think it's comical uh and i hate to say that because i know feelings are involved and i'm and you know i i don't want people to think that i that i don't think infidelity is a big thing it big deal it is but it's just the way this has allegedly transpired to me just i don't know it's so out of left field i'm like oh my goodness you know but uh yeah i i don't know what your thought thoughts were on that <laughs> Walker, I don't have a brother, but man, I just I don't know. I, I don't know what? if I'd want to sleep with a woman in the same bed as my brother while he's doing the same thing. Oh, that is just weird to me. Well, God bless you. Because <laughs> there are a lot of guys who I mean, I don't want to say there's a lot. Well, there are a lot who are okay with that. There are a lot who are okay with that. Right. Again, man, when you're thinking with the wrong head, <laughs> you'll do some questionable things. Seriously, that was all I had to say about that. I came into he this bought, she, she, she for trash it. Shouts out to the shade room. She bought him a diamond chain. Okay, chain, not ring. Okay, gotcha. I still don't understand why, all but right. yeah, I guess I guess she felt bad about holding him at gunpoint. He could have went out of the way, so. Yeah. Oh well, um, my bad. Yeah, that's <laughs> my all bad I, for holding a gun to you. <laughs> that's all I got for that, Walker. Let's move on. Please. Um, let's let's uh, let's get into streaming news. Hmm. Um, new music was released yesterday. Um, are you familiar with an artist by the name of Kaylani? Yeah, Kaylani had a project. Yeah, okay. it was good until it wasn't released on May the 8th. That's the name of it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, to describe relationships. Oh. Um. Yeah, dope. You peeped it? Mm-hmm. Look at you, Walker, listening to music. I know, right? <laughs> we switched roles here. Um, and there's another, there's another artist who I think is pretty dope. They actually released two weeks ago, Alina Baraz. Have you, have you heard of her? This, this is more an R and B tip. I know you, you know, what is that? They don't have, if they don't have bars in production, yeah. you, you could care less. You ain't even got to have bars, be honest. <laughs> How old are you again? 
Um, no, but uh, those are two two projects that released recently that that have been in. I've been listening to. I'm a moderate uh, fan of Kalani, so I may have to see if I can put that one on the uh, pending Spotify list. To check out. So. Thank you. Dope project. I just, Dope project. I just have not um, been checking for music. On Netflix, Michelle Obama's Becoming was released. I haven't watched it yet. We, I'm pretty sure it's on your queue. We almost. <laughs> Let me tell you this, Walker, because this, this is what we were starting to talk about pre-pod. So, um, I, that, that was one of the things I wanted to watch. I was really excited about this. So, um, I'm at work yesterday and I text my wife and I'm like, we're watching a movie tonight. You get to pick, put the boys to bed early. Let's watch something. And so, um, you know, it was, I hate to admit this Walker. It was a little premeditated. Okay. So, um, I was like, oh, she's going to, and by the way, keep talking i'm fixing to reposition my table because the sun is moving okay and the the glare is coming on that so won't be distracting at all keep going um so <laughs> so um i wholly kind of dreamed up the scenario to where she would open netflix and see becoming right there live and she'll say hey let's watch this so she gets to Netflix because, you know, hands off the remote. I'm like, this is you, you're picking whatever. We're not going to watch any bang, bang, shoot them up like I want to watch. Um, so she gets she gets the remote. She sees the becoming and I'm like, come on, click play. And she then searches on Netflix for a movie called City Slickers starring Billy Crystal circa <laughs> 1991. So, um, Why? uh, well, she, she, she said we watched some movie that had some parallels to that, to that storyline. And she kept asking me to, it was a kid's movie of all things. And she was like, have you not seen city slickers? And I'm like, huh? I didn't realize this was one of those must see films or whatever. So, uh, now, now she's got an opportunity to control what movie we watch and all she can think about is city slickers, which I wasn't against, but I was just like, we got Michelle Obama right here. So, um, yeah, that, um, that turned turned up, turned out to be us ending up watching city slickers last night. How good was that movie? What? Huh? I'm sorry. How good was that? I'm sorry. I just dozed off. What were we even talking about? <laughs> it actually, Does it actually was okay. your wife get mad when you doze off? Say it again. Does your wife get mad when you doze off? Oh, on the, movie, on the movie? Yeah. Well, she, she does, but she's gotten used to it because, you know, back in dating days, um, when we go to the movies on Friday night, I'm, I'm usually asleep before the opening credits, depending on the movie. Um, but what's odd, odd about this is she was so excited about seeing this movie. She was the one that ended up falling asleep. So, um, <laughs> I stayed awake for the whole thing and, um, it was okay. It's not, not my type of movie, but you know, whatevs. Um, but yeah, I, I, I had to say that when you, when you talked about Michelle Obama's becoming, so yeah, I do want to see that. I mean, we might, we may watch that tonight. Uh, I may reclaim, reclaim the remote. <laughs> get some get some actual good content being put on the screen for a change but uh that's so wrong with me have, have you seen it walker i didn't i didn't 
uh, I cut you. No, off. I okay. I have not, but I know we probably will eventually. Gotcha, gotcha. She um in in some more some added humor. We uh while she was scrolling through Netflix, she came across um what uh one day and a night in a long night. What's it called? I should know this. We talked about it last week. So what now? What, what movie was that? A day and a night? A day and one day. Oh and yeah, night? yeah, yeah, yeah. Day. Uh, yeah. All day. A one night and a day. A day and a night. Yeah, yeah. So uh, she comes across that that preview. She's like, Ronnie, I've been wanting to see this, and I was like, Word. <laughs> she was like, Yeah. She's like, You seen it? I was like, Yeah. I, you know that last Sunday or whatever Saturday, I woke up early. It was on. I thought she saw me watching. I. I I really thought she saw me tearing up by it, but she has no recollection of that. Um, she's like, yeah, I really want to see this. And I was like, uh, this doesn't fit the type of movies that you like to watch. I'm going to disclaim that, but I wouldn't mind watching it again if you want to. <laughs> so well, we talked about this movie offline. Who? You and I did. Yeah. 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 I actually watched it. No, we talked about it on the podcast last week. We actually talked more because I saw it after the podcast. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, we did text about it. We did text. That's right. That's right. Right. Yeah. And I talked about how depressing of a uh, very well done, but my God, that movie was depressing. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. A and hood I horror story. Really? Yes. A guy who's trying to get out of the neighborhood of poor influence. The only positive influence in his life lost his legs. No, yeah, it, it, true. And I'm, I'm, I'm not going to spoil it, but something else even <sighs> happens to him. So, <sighs> so yeah, it's just after that, he just like, Hey, <laughs> YOLO, let's, just, let's go, let's go out here and and I guess live. it was so well done to where it was hard for me to apply depression as a feeling mm. after seeing this. It was depressing. Wow, that was well done. That would not have been but a term like, I would use. Like to movie. Okay, it. I put it this wow. way. Set it off is depressing, but a classic. True. 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 Okay, all right. that's all I'm saying. Okay, it's just just the consequence and the the the, the prompt, like especially the way the film ended. If you recall how that film ended, I was like, oh my gosh! What like, you talking about? Set it off or the day and the night? Oh, day and the, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Wait. you don't think it ended on an upward trajectory with the with the last quote from the movie? No spoilers, but you don't think the last quote of the movie served a lot to kind of. They, yeah. <laughs> Walker, are you here? You don't think? No. Okay. Oh, I'm not frozen. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. That last quote in the movie was everything. I'm serious. It just leads you to think. There's positive stuff on the way, in the midst of what looks like a bad surrounding. Is this quote, is this what you text me? Yes. Walker, if I could get tatted today, I would tat that right here. Not really. Well, in two days, you'll have an opportunity to. Let's let's move on. Okay. Um, that was actually Alabama, one, of, one of my, yeah, yeah. Alabama is, allow, is opening up, um, I believe it is salons, restaurants, bars gyms 
and churches. Um, they are lifting the 10 person maximum rule and are encouraging people to continue practicing the six foot uh, social distancing measures. Get your reactions. I'm mixed here, Walker. I'm not, I know you're shocked to hear that. What are you mixed about? I, I figured you'd be jumping for joy. Uh, victory for the Gatry uh, camp. I want to, but I have everything you wanted. But you know, sometimes you think you want something and you get it, and you're like, "Oh, I ain't really, I ain't want this." Huh? What you didn't want? What? What is you? What part of it that you got? What? What was missing in the fine print of what you signed up for? Well, so I, I'll start off by saying of all of the industries you named that are reopening on Monday, the only one of importance to me was the gyms, the fitness facilities, because, you know, as I've taught before, I need, I need that, I need that structure back in my life. Well, um, my gym sent out a communication earlier today, actually, talking about how the exercising experience is going to be in light of all these things. And I, it, it just, it just leaves me to think: Am I even going to be able to get a quality workout in, or am I going to be able to receive the level of uh, fitness, fitness instruction that I've come, uh, grown accustomed to receiving, given all the guidelines? And then I'm also, I'm also kind of leaning into this, this rhetoric walker about the first wave. Like you don't want to be a part of the first wave. Let the first wave of people go through and get reinfected. You want to kind of steer clear and let them go first. I used to think that was senseless talk, but I'm, I'm listening more to that. I don't know where I am right now, Walker. I don't know what I want. <laughs> so, I appreciate your honesty and, and, and acknowledging that you don't have a clue what you want. <laughs> don't use that against. Well, actually, do use it against me. <laughs> I forgot who you are. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I am. Am I? Am I going? Am I going to revisit the gym on Tuesday? Yeah, I'll be there. But I'm just it's going to be more. You are. Yeah, I'm going, Walker. Come on. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I knew you'd be there. I knew you would be there. I'm just not going to be feeling the same. Why? Because everyone's not there and you can't hug them? That too. But what? what's missing? Just the normalcy. We're not, I know we got to get there, but... You thinking, you're thinking we're going to be able to return back to normal? No, I think our normal is going to be new. Our normal is going to be different. Um, it's just... What's normal? What's normal? Yeah, being sweaty after a workout like I am and chest bumping people, high fiving people, even giving some side hugs out while sweaty. That's never going to happen again. Never. <laughs> that was normal, though. Being able so, to being able to um, get on a piece of equipment at the gym right next to somebody. That's not going to happen at our gym. I don't think that's going to happen ever again, honestly and not having to worry about where the tape is and being in a certain spot that's exactly six feet away from every everything else am i going to be able to think about exercise if i got to worry about my piece of tape so, i don't know you tell me i don't know we'll see we'll see tuesday but you you you'll be there the next day 5 a.m what's wrong with monday 
Uh, this is so bad. You give it a day. Say it again. We'll give it a day and then no, no, this, then show up. This is my hit gym where I do my high intensity stuff. And I only go there two days a week. And I was going to another gym three days a week to uh, do more strength training. The other gym, I don't know if I'm going to go to. It's one of the 24 hour joints. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know about that one, Walker. Anyway, what about you, man? Um... So online, people are calling um, the governor, uh, Governor Poison Ivy. Oh, my goodness. Because... <laughs> I thought that was emotional. GPI. <laughs> She's catching a lot of heat, though. Um, I'm trying I, to me. I really feel like this is pressure. This is pre this is emotional pressure and this is pressure for people who have been out of work and who need to make money. And as I've said before, your economy, the health of your economy is only as strong as the health of the citizens. And as of a week ago, I think we had a spike in the number of new COVID-19 cases in the state of Alabama. I think on the second, which was last a week ago. Um, we had 677 new cases of COVID-19 people in our state. Um, we saw another spike on two, was it two days ago? Which it was 514. So this is the largest spikes that we have seen over the past almost two months, month and a half at least. So clearly you're not opening up things because people are getting healthy. Uh, for the most part, basically you're opening up because you're feeling this economic pressure or pressure from people who are losing money. Now, I've even, I think I had a name for someone, but he, he, a doctor was saying that be on the lookout for new cases, even more new cases of people testing positive for COVID-19. Now that you have more opportunities for people to come in contact with one another. Um, we're actually in the middle of it. Like we're not at the end and this, this middle is going to be prolonged because you have people coming back in contact with each other. Not only that, like what I was talking to one of my homeboys just before we started the podcast and he, and he, he lives out in Seattle. He's saying that they're like in phase one, like they have multiple phases. And you remember Seattle, Washington was one of the places hit hard by COVID-19 cases. And he's like, we're in phase one. Like we're still like, we still got businesses that some businesses that run, but they're not opening all the way back up. Like we have measures in place. We have certain infrastructure in place to ensure for this. And once we get to a place to where we're good with phase one, we'll move to phase two. We're not opening businesses back up like what we're doing here. And so to see what we're doing here is just so it's so dangerous because I think of people who are at risk. I think of people who have health issues. Like I'm, I'm blessed to say that I don't have serious health issues or that I'm, you know, like I'm concerned about like my, my parents and, and other people who are 60 plus and whatnot. Like you're concerned about the economy, but my thing is you're putting a lot of people at risk and this can continue even more in our state, at least have testing 
you you provide testing for people who you're requiring to go back to work so that we can know who who to tell to stay home like we don't have none of that in place so we're just bringing people back out into the fold and saying good luck i'm not cool with that never been cool with that since day one i've not been cool with this and i, and I was i was hoping that if we got to a place where we we're reopening up businesses. We at least have measures and things in place to ensure that people are safe while reopening businesses. But it doesn't appear as though we have that. We're just telling people to stay six feet apart from one another. Good luck with that at the gym. <laughs> True. So you have fun on Tuesday. Um, I'm going to be running um, and practicing a lot of social distances. It's, it's easy to do that when you're running. So I'm going to be running in my neighborhood continuously while you're at the gym touching all types of germ-infested equipment. Ah, okay. Thanks. Any more thoughts on that? No. <laughs> None. Have you um have you been following this Bing Lou situation? Bing who? Bing Lou. No. Um Speaking of COVID, it presented a great segue. Bing Lu was a very highly esteemed professor at the University of Pittsburgh. Uh, Earlier this week, he was found shot and fatally, fatally injured, I should say. Um, one of the biggest points about this murder mystery, they're calling it, is Bing Lu was on the cusp of a major uh, breakthrough discovery in terms of the coronavirus vaccine. And so just hours after this discovery was made, he winds up dead. Discuss or trash? Um, discuss. Okay. It's, it's conspiracy, it's controversy, just dripping all over this Walker. I don't know what to think about it. I, I spent a lot of time re-reading and rereading this article and I'm just thinking, what's really going on and i don't really know i just think i think of this situation is rather unique that this highly regarded guy was getting somewhere and then yeah mm. so um i will ask you this go, go ahead go ahead you're about to say something i said i don't have any thoughts on it it's just i just wanted to hear what, what your take was okay well you, you know that there's there's conspiracy swirling around the coronavirus like there are most things especially once they reach U.S. soil. Um, this, you can, I can kind of see some, some conspiracy being involved with this, but again, the, <laughs> as long as the article was, you didn't really come away with a lot of tactile information about the case. It's, you know, it just, just overwhelming rhetoric. <laughs> but, um, and I don't mean to laugh at this man's death. I'm not laughing at that. I'm just laughing at the, the way this was creatively written. Um, I, I want to. I want to ask you: Do you believe there's any conspiracy around this? Maybe potentially. Uh, I think something is up, just because of the fact that I don't. I don't think this disease was. I don't think this the disease. I feel like this disease is man-made. You've said that before. Uh, I feel like this disease is man-made and with it being man-made that there has to be some type of agenda somewhere, somehow, some way. Mm. And even if the U S isn't responsible for it, I think 
I find it interesting how certain members of government have been handling this situation. And uh, one of my homeboys pointed out, like Georgia, for instance, how you're you're opening up the state, but you're only targeting certain businesses to open up. Right. So basically, if you're saying certain states can open back up, then that means people who have been filing for unemployment can no longer get unemployment because your job is back at work. Also, you're putting them on the front lines of this this situation for them to potentially contract or test positive for COVID-19, putting them at risk for serious health issues. So to me, watching how certain members of government have been handling this, there's an agenda somewhere. Even if you were not responsible for the creation of this virus, how you've managed it and have handled it speaks volumes to me. So yeah, I believe that there are some, there are some conspiracy theories out there that are worth entertaining. I just don't know if we really know what the truth is. Uh, and that's why the conspiracies, right? Right. Um, okay, well, that's all I had, Walker, in terms of Dort. You got anything else? That's all I got, bro. All right, so there's only one thing left to do. Let's shout out some player of the week where we shout out people who are doing dope things out here in the community, as well as pointing out people who played themselves within the past week. It's the term player of the week. With that, we lead with our shout outs. Yet, would you like to go first, sir? Absolutely. You know, I the last few weeks I've been showing a lot of local love that will not cease today. Um, Walker Jameis Winston uh, was recently in town and uh, he worked with uh, the Kickstart Incorporated, a nonprofit organization that provides free meals to food insecure children. You know, this is a big pressure point about a lot of um, this uh, self quarantine and things like that, where that people, people who are relying on school lunches and sort, how are they going to get fed? Well, Jameis Winston uh, ca- came back to, to BM. Uh, most locally, the the Bessemer area, and uh, he partnered with this powerful foundation to uh, to help with the the food distribution. So James can be seen uh, literally taking food and handing them to people as they drive through in cars and, and things like that. Um, but you know what what was really moving about this? I saw a brief interview they did on James, and he talked about how not only did he grow up close to this this area that was impacted, but he too grew up um not knowing in a lot of situations if he was going to eat three meals a day or not so it it, it felt good for me to see Jameis winston you know really tactfully give back to the community in this way in this shape and even sidestep questions about working with drew Brees and sean payton i mean he was locked into this effort had his new wife um of a couple months with him um, helping out as well, his team, his manager, the whole, not, not the saints team, but like his personal team, I guess. Um, he made this thing, a, a family affair, even having his dad involved. And, um, I don't know, I think it's noteworthy. I appreciate Jameis for this. Um, uh, a quarterback who on the field probably doesn't get a lot of credit he deserves. I'm part of that problem. It's really good to <laughs> don't do that, Walker. It's really good to see this man putting all that aside and saying, you know what? I've got a platform. I've got resources. We're going to help people. James Winston, on behalf of the tipping point, we are shouting you out.
Um, so my shout out is going to Octavia Spencer. Um, many of you know that she is an actress. Uh, she has played in movies uh, such as Self Made, which we've discussed on the podcast, uh, the Madam CJ um, Madam CJ Walker movie that was on Netflix. Um, she starred in The Help. She started Hidden Figures. Um, very accomplished actress, but an Alabama native. Well, she has been in the news recently because she has partnered with a company called MyQ Care, which produces baby monitors. And she's partnered with them to help to donate machines that detect changes in breathing patterns. Uh, these machines were given to Baptist, uh, to Baptist Health in Spencer's home state of Alabama and a health uh, facility in the state of New York. Um, this is basically helping with the whole coronavirus situation. And she felt, um, you know, I, like many of you have felt helpless in knowing how to help during this time, seeing what is happening in the communities that I love. I've teamed up with MyQ Care to donate monitors to nursing and medical facilities in Alabama and New York to provide much needed relief to nurses as they navigate care for COVID-19 patients. Uh, Spencer has also encouraged other individuals to pay it, pay it forward and stay safe during this unprecedented time. So, you know, we're, there's no shortage of positive news of celebrities. And just like you named Jameis Winston, there, there are a lot of people giving back to their communities. And I wanted to shout out Octavia Spencer for, for reaching out and helping. I'm assuming she lives in New York as well, or lives in New York. But for her to give back to her home state as well as her current state that she resides in is major, um, a big contribution. And so I wanted to shout out an Alabama, Alabama native and Octavia Spencer. All right. Who played themselves, Gat? Uh, Walker. This one kind of hits home for us. As you know, um, my family and I, we are Disney fanatics. My wife is going through withdrawals right now, um, thinking about getting her some personal help to uh, sit down and talk to somebody about this, uh, this lack of Disney and the impact it's, it's had on her. Um, I'm gonna bring to you a man named Richard McGuire Walker. I think you crossed paths with him uh, early on in your professional career. Um, not really, but I'm just saying it for a fact. Um, Richard McGuire, like uh, like my wife, suffering from Disney withdrawal. But, you know, Richard, he said, you know what? This is America. I can take matters into my own hands and I can do whatever I want in the midst of this COVID craziness. You know what Richard does, Walker? Why you say it like that? Like, why, why are you because looking? I'm, I'm pulling you in. I'm pulling you in, Walker. Lean in. I don't feel pulled in, and I don't want to be. <laughs> I'm just saying. You don't, Continue. You do not like to play by the rules. But anyway, <laughs> um, Richard says, you know what? I'm going to Disney. <laughs> and no one's going to stop me. Who's with me? Well, his echoes accompanied him as he went to Discovery Island part of Disney in Orlando, broke in and proceeded to self-quarantine there for a matter of days, mind you, Walker. Now, 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 now remember, remember, Disney is shut down. So nothing's running. There's no magic. 
<laughs> There's no magic. But you know, Richard said, yeah, yeah. Richard says, I need to be a part of this and I'm going to be. So the magicless kingdom. Yes. He goes, self quarantines himself for a matter of days. Quarantine kingdom. Yeah, I like that. Um, after a few days, family members, you know, notice he's not at home. He's not picking up his phone. So they put out, they let everybody know, hey, Richard's missing. Richard's missing. So, um, Disney. Did he give his age? Uh, yeah, let me see. It's here somewhere. 42 years old. No, that's young enough. Go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, this, uh, the, the authorities work with Disney. Disney, uh, still has running surveillance and kind of shocking that it took him this long to find out this guy got in there. But, um, they, they found, they found, uh, Richard at Discovery Island self quarantined with food. I mean, he was feeding himself Walker, um, in Discovery Island. Uh, and I got to read this quote to you, Walker. Um, he, you know, he, he had, he had gone by, by the no trespassing signs and upon apprehension, uh, Richard stated that he was unaware of the, tr the no trespassing signs. And he said, it looked like a quote, tropical paradise and a nice place to self quarantine. Richard, um, here, here here's one thing I'm going to be fair. And I'm going to speak on behalf of my better half. Disney is magical. I get it. You know, it is. I, I've, I've had some lasting memories of my family there and hope to have some in the future. But dude, um, you're going to break into Disney, self-quarantine yourself and act like you didn't see any no trespassing signs. Dude, you can't even you can't even go there in that capacity when the parks are open. What are you thinking, man? You idiots! Can I ask you a question? Sure. About that? Sure. Do you think it's possible, not trying to shoot him any bail, do you think it's possible he suffers from mental health issues? Uh, just a little bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this much. But that's all it takes in some cases, so. But yeah. Goodness gracious, man. <laughs> okay. Um, so my players a week goes out to two individuals, uh, that we're, we're going to be sending some hardware to, uh, one of the guy's names is Ramonier Bishop and the other is Larry Teague. I'm not sure if you heard about them in the news, but recently they are, they are being detained, uh, currently, uh, for shooting and killing a security guard by the name of Calvin Munnerlin at the Family Dollar up in Michigan. I read Michigan. about this. Well, I think it's in Texas, actually. I read about this. So, no, this what Detroit. happened was this is Detroit. that Munnerlin was working as a security guard um, at the Family Dollar. This is the beginning of this month when... Um, a 24-year-old and his mother was in a family dollar. The 24-year-old by the name of Bria, Bria Bishop, Ramonier's brother, he didn't have any masks. And the governor, uh, the governor was actually requiring the state to, uh, or require the state to wear face masks when they go out. So the security guard actually questions uh, Raya 
about not having on a face mask. Well, this uh, led to this basically led it says brother, but I think it's a sister. But um, it led to a confrontation with the mother getting into it with uh, Manolin and allegedly the woman spit at him upon her leaving. Right. So they leave and about 20 minutes later and comes Ramonier and Larry and they want all the smoke get yeah. all of it and it will result in shooting and killing this man now get yeah, listen listen I, I don't you know I know these are interesting times we're in but I don't think I want to be jailed for murdering someone just for questioning me. You know, I I know we have this thing to where we don't like to be questioned. We don't like to be, you know, challenged. But if you're being required by law and a security person asks you about your mask, that's not an insult. That's not a diss. That's not, that's not, that's really no grounds for you. You know, I don't know what happened in an exchange between the mother and the security guard, what was said, but my thing is, is the security guard is asking you because they want you to be safe. Not because they're picking on you or messing with you. No, you're being required to wear a mask. And if you don't have one on, a business can ask you about that if they require people to wear a mask. But nonetheless, that's soapbox talk. They're in jail. So to Ramonier and Larry Teague, we have a... Uh, Ren from the Ren and Stimpy show wants to let you know how he feels about your actions. You idiots! Yeah, that's a long time to be in jail for 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 wanting to smoke with a security officer. Man, just doing his job, man. My goodness. Yeah, it's not that deep, ladies and gentlemen. Not that deep. But again, you know, hurt people hurt people. Um, yeah, what else you got, man? You, 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 you good? Uh, you know, I just need some wise words and I'll be good. All right. Well, um, we're recording on a Saturday. When this release, it'll probably be Sunday, which will make it Mother's Day. I just want to say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Um, we appreciate your sacrifice, your dedication, your love, your support, all the things that you do for us. And while nothing we can do can ever really repay you for all that you've done for us, we do want to take the time to acknowledge you and say thank you for being dope. Thank you for being amazing, loving, caring, and supportive. And with that, we hope you have a very special day. And not only are you recognized and appreciated just on that day, but every day afterwards, all days of the year, we thank you mothers everywhere. So that's that for me and Gatry from the Tipping Point Podcast. Congregation, please stand. The doors of the Tipping Point Podcast doors are, are open. May the Lord watch between thee and the Tipping Point while we're absent one from another. In two days, the state will open up. Guys, be careful. Be careful out there. Stay safe. Uh, be good and productive. And again, thanks for tuning in to the Tipping Point Podcast. Have a great week. Oh,